Arrgh, grog. Hey guys, it's the Sideshow Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, for once. And of course, stalwarts in residence, Kerry Warbis and Matthew Weir. So guys, you let me back here. Yeah. Did you have a nice time away? I did. I did. It's, um, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I listened to the show. So I was in, I think I, I had your dulcet tones trickling into my ears in various fields up and down our, um, up and down our glorious country, mainly in the Midlands. But yeah, it was, it, you two did such a good job and it, it you know, it was um, humbling to hear how much happier you were um, without me sort of I don't know, clogging things up. Shall I put the canned laughter track in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and also, you know, um, a big thank you to Matthew for his um, sterling editing efforts. Yeah. yeah. You did so well, Matthew, honestly. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I did went slightly nuts on the second one and just stayed up till three in the morning and edited it, edited it and sent it out to you guys, which I think you thought I'd lost the plot. But. Yeah, the first the first week with me it was uh, there was a little bit of um, you know airplane me in the control tower talking Matthew down with kind of sweat pouring down his brow, but um, you know after that it was all it was all consummate professionalism. Um, and that's about all I can say for this week's archers. Goodbye. Um, yeah. That, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so we are on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I very nearly cracked. I very nearly actually edited like a, a micro version of the whole show just to play as a joke at the beginning. Just like, yeah, there's, I have nothing to say. Oh, uh, nothing positive anyway. But yeah, that's. Could I just ask you though, when you were in your fields or afterwards, did you listen to the Shula Neil thing where Shula confessed? Because we were worried that you might explode upon hearing that. I list, I have I have listened to every episode of The Archers for many many years until that one I haven't I've yet to listen to it and not and honestly just because I'm trying to summon up the um necessary emotional fortitude um but and the problem was that because and it's because because I'm normally like I listen to it um minutes if I don't listen to it live I listen to it like within 20 minutes of it going up because mm. I'm doing like a chore in the house so I'm never I'm never one of these people who's caught out by social media but for whatever reason I I was fully aware of the plot before before I um but you know before I had a chance to listen so I know exactly what I'm buckling in for and it's you know it's quite a tall ask and ask yourself the question do you think you could listen to it if you knew that what, what you were going to hear um well I mean do you remember a couple of weeks ago when you dared me to not listen in on a particularly ridiculous week and you and um, Kerry were going to walk me through it. I, I <laughs> yeah. couldn't resist and I had to listen in the end. Do you think as a result of social media and listening to the podcast um, last week, do you think you're able to say without doubt what happened in that episode? Uh, yeah, I think I know exactly what happened. Um, I think that Shula went over to, was it Alistair's house? And then no, no, I do you know. I don't know what happened at all. I think, I think that she went to Alan, and then she said some ill-advised things to Alan. That's why. No, no that's not what happened. You, no. you were, okay, you were yeah. right with Alistair, but you know she's a sick woman with a broken arm. She didn't go wandering around the village. Alistair came to her, and she chose to then reveal that she has got a thing for Neil. Yeah, there was a moment where she, he said something along the lines of, "But it is all just gossip, isn't it, Shula?" And she's like, I'm in love with. She didn't say I'm in love with him, did she? She said something but like, she... I think I have feelings for Neil. Yeah. When I was lying there in the field after falling off the horse, I could only think of him. Yeah. <laughs> or if I just complete. If I... Did I not listen either? Did any of that happen? It did. She, was it... she said she imagined never seeing him again. And that was okay. just horrific for her. 
and that it was him she wanted to be with her. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, very serious concussion has occurred here. <laughs> well, I well, I'm glad I don't have to listen to it then. Thank you. And that was a very <laughs> that was a very beautiful reenactment. And um, now that you know, maybe we can have a word with um, either Ryan or Susie's if we can get Matthew an audition for an upcoming character. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll open the f-ing fate at this point. <laughs> What fate? I don't want to think about the fate. Yeah, that's that's yes. been. I mean, that that's maybe been my problem with this week has been that the fate was supposed to be a light relief. I mean, obviously, all the all the normal things. Yes, it was incredibly well acted. Yes, it was very moving. Blah 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 blah. But um, but you know, the fate was supposed to be our little bit of sugar to help the medicine go down, and was perhaps the worst part of the week. I mean, it. I mean, I mean, it, there's been some bad pantos. There's been some bad. Uh, village you know activities over the years but this is another level of tedium it'll all be over after sunday so (laughs) we haven't got long to wait now oh of course yeah it'll be sunday won't it yeah there's a sunday episode again when when was the last one when when did it shift to to four days a week when they came out of well there was the monologues wasn't there 1973 i think (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's been a while hasn't it it's got to be Obviously, it has to be over a year since all of that happened because they had a bit of a lag. Well, maybe it's about right, actually, because they had a bit of a lag. There's about a three-month lag, isn't there? And then then it shifted from six episodes a week to four. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, we'll see. And will they be able to make Sundays that lighthearted, considering how it ended tonight with this macabre kind of scarecrow Alice and there's been the MP that has been complained to about the scarecrow problem. Who are the two antagonists in this? It's Hillary and Audrey. Yeah. They're the ones, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And their issue is with the fact that there's a connection between scarecrows and yeah. presumably Halloween, death and black magic. So this is like taking Judas Priest to court because your kids who hated you killed themselves. <laughs> but Alan said that Usha had a mm. she had an associate who had done well in a similar case so it's like what similar case is I out know. there is this like the lech laid on thames versus the jack-o'-lanterns case of 1974 where they won and then or was it the case against lower loxley where do you remember there was a case where like this mummy that freddie threw into the audience or something terrified everyone do you remember that a couple oh, of years ago the halloween thing was it that yes Maybe Hillary or Audrey were present at that, mm. and that's what spooked them. But I can only think that this scarecrow complaint situation will just be huge publicity for the bloody fate, won't it? You know, it'll be all over the local rags that this MP's got to deal with it. And so crowds will be coming to dunk Alan in the drink. It's very the thick of it, isn't it? Local MP has to deal with this shit rather than actually doing what they need to be doing, yeah. like helping the homeless and things. And what's the what's the deal with? I mean, is it did Alice leave that um, scarecrow outside the pub as a kind of um, sardonic um, self sort of? I don't know his piece of self mockery. I think so. Yeah, that kind of. I didn't. I mean, it would be weird for someone else to do it. I mean, I know that she's annoyed a few people, but actually, all the people that she's really annoyed or had a go at aren't are very much not the sort of people to go to that effort or do something so malicious. I was just wondering. All of a sudden, maybe it was Peggy <laughs> who made it. She's she's not got much to do, has she? Well, I did. There was only. I came to the conclusion in the end that it was. 
it was her. But there was another thing. She was no, like you said, Peter. No one immediately connected to her is going to do that. You know, she's anyone that she's really hurt is either too nice or too understanding to go that far, or she's made some kind of peace with them. But she did mention that she'd been in the bull drinking, hadn't she, recently? When she came home and was mm. absolutely foul to Rory and Jenny, and Jolene had to cut her off. So, what if what if there was a kind of a a peripheral character like Kyle? Because we know he likes to go in the bull, and maybe he knows he can't get to Helen or this this way through the archers. But he kind of saw Alice making a tit of herself, mm. and he's done this just to kind of do it from a distance. Even drunk Alice has got better taste than to to knock boots with Kyle. Oh, I don't, I'm not saying they knocked boots or... You just think he's a spiteful man who would lo- look yeah. for any opportunity to have a go at that family. Yeah, and he's witnessed, he's seen what happened and he always saw her in there making a bit of a scene, probably asked who she, who's that, founded the connection and just decided to do that in there. I mean, who could be asked to make a scarecrow and, and find a dress that's like one that um alice wears and yeah and then drink seven bottles of wine to leave scattered around (laughs) (laughs) yeah only alice could do that yeah that's the bit that brought me around to thinking it's alice is that it's because harrison's like oh i've seen her wear a dress like that it's like well it's probably alice then isn't it (laughs) and she's probably she's downed the bottles herself Mm. just to just to be you know to go to get into character yeah i mean okay where do you two think alice is I think she's like one of these people that sits on their lantern, um, sits on their lantern. <laughs> Don't do that, kids. Sits on their porch at Halloween and as a as a static oh. scarecrow. And then I reckon she's inside the scarecrow outside. I think she's got a bit dressed oh. up. She's got into a bit of a mess and that's her. And she's actually still sleeping. It is actually. And they're all... <laughs> And they're all just, and she's like had a roll around in the hair. He got into a bit of a mess mm. and Harrison's there. Cause I mean, Harrison, he's not really the most intuitive cop, is it? He's probably there going, it looks like Alice. And I've seen her wear a dress like that. It's like, you know, it just takes someone with a good set of eyes to come up and go, oh, that is Alice. Yeah, actually, actually just her hair's slightly messy. So they just think it's a scarecrow straight away. Harrison, mate, you've arrested another scarecrow. Take it back <laughs> to the field. You know, how many times? It was very community-minded of him to go around and do the litter duty, though, wasn't it? I thought that was nice of him. Um, do you know you you know someone who owns a litter hoop and litter picker, both of you? I'll just say that. Uh, well, is it a very expensive one? <laughs> <laughs> Does it have different temperatures? No, it was a well-sourced, well-sourced and well-researched. And did you buy it off a bunch of, bunch of fundamentalist Christians who live up in the Nebraska mountains, believing the end of the world is coming? I feel very personally attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope this conversation doesn't go any further. Um, I no, I did particularly I, if you're listening, Brad. Big fans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brad's a very nice guy. I I um I saw this mother in the park, and she was she was taking her kid litter picking, and I thought this is this is very much the sort of thing I want to do with my son. So I I I, I, I bought a litter picker. It has never been used. Oh dear! When you said I saw this mother in the park, I thought you were talking about a bloke. Like, yeah, I thought you were going into like. Um, gang. I thought you were going to go up to him, gay. Hey, yeah. Which gang? Which gang set are you repping, your mother? Yeah. Or in my in my park. Or that he dropped he dropped a crisp packet, and you went. I saw this mother dropping a crisp packet, and I ran at him with my hoop. It could be quite a good stealth weapon. 
it's you know it's it's four or five feet of sturdy litter picker so i mean if you wanted to be like a kind of a a, a kind of a, a a stealth vigilante then it would be mm-hmm. a very good tool to carry so um yeah maybe that might be the only time i ever use it but sorry <laughs> so harrison's a terrible cop alice is alice is trapped inside her own own little personal wicker man mm. um and um poor jenny's at home wondering where her baby girl is i mean it, i mean that was i mean kerry and i were talking earlier on and i just I think you you showed a level of empathy and sort of um, care that I just haven't been able to muster, Kerry. But you you immediately mm. pointed to the kind of the real star of this week, and that's that's Kerry. I mean, it's not Kerry. Yeah, the real star of this week <laughs> is Kerry, but is also Jenny. <laughs> I'm always pointing at myself and saying, "This is the real star, guys." Um, yeah, I did think Jenny dealt with things very well. Bless her. She was she was put through the ringer, wasn't she? And um, and Brian really took a back step with all of that, although I loved Brian when he was having a go at Alice and I agreed with everything he was saying. Yeah. And he sounded very beaten up today, didn't he? Very, very yeah. sort of hurt. Yeah. He, he was very um, when he was he was dropping those truth bombs to to Alice through really gritted teeth of rage, wasn't he, at one point? And when she said, Dad, please don't be too hard on me. And he's like, what? Is that a joke? Uh, the real um, haymaker was when he said that Jen is a much better, proved to be a much better mother than you've been so far. Mm-hmm. That was a real, that was the real um, yeah. stinger, wasn't it? Yeah. But Jenny, obviously, she slapped. Alice, didn't she? And it it sounded like a twig breaking, by the way. It didn't really sound to me like a proper clout around the jawline. Yeah, I, I thought it was a little kick to the shin. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I'm, I'm a bit intrigued, really, about what you two think about the slapping incident. Do you think, yay, well done, Jenny, you've slapped her? Or are you like, oh, I wish you hadn't done that? I, I was. It made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I. I mean, it's an act of desperation. I can't mm. sort of. I can't imagine how hurt you must feel to do that. Mm. She regretted it. I thought she would, because she's Jenny. I mean, no one would like to th- hit their child like that, no matter what the circumstances, really. But yeah, that moment when she said, "I've never hit any of my children." I was expecting Brian to go, "What? Not even Adam?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always hitting him. Mm. It was an interesting one because Twitter was split. Loads of people were like, about time, you at last, hooray, really, really loving that she'd smacked around the chops. I I didn't celebrate that. Oh, no, I think I might have been party to that. Or at least I might have just typed slap in capitals. Um, But I could see it coming because Mm. you could see that I was worried. And I know it's just so out of character and it would have been a real curveball. I was worried Rory was going to do something physical at that moment because she was saying horrible things about Siobhan. You know, your grieve, whining and sobbing about your dead mother. And I was like, oh. that might be the moment where he breaks. But yeah. he didn't. To his, to his credit, he didn't. But, and it ended up being Jenny. He's been solid gold throughout this whole thing. Yep. He's, uh, he's well, what, how, let's get into it. How wonderful is Rory? Well, you know, he even got three A stars despite no one in his family liking him, you know. <laughs> yeah, I liked his his moment afterwards where, you know, 
Ben said something along the lines of, you know, well, you, you weren't sure. And he was just like, I was never in doubt, actually. You know, <laughs> he put his sunglasses on, lit a cigarette. Goodbye, Ambridge. Yeah. Peter, what did you think about that? Well, I mean, good for him. He's now going to be Jimmy Somervilling his way down to London. Um, small town boy blazing in his ears. As you know, uh, although he doesn't have any of the complications, you know, in the song, but um, no, I, I, th- I thought he, I thought he was absolutely triumphant all week, and mm. and you know, I mean, it's, it's as is always the case with the archers, they, you know, they love to have that kind of counterpoint, don't they? Sort of, so um, in order to sort of have Alice's actions be as vile as possible, Rory is there as the kind of uh, mm. exemplar of everything, you know, everything that's the opposite, you know, to the harsh juxtaposition. I mean, he was so graceful under fire. You, you know, the acting was brilliant. It was very moving. Um, and also the scene with him and um, Jenny at the station as well. That was that was that was heartbreaking. It was to hear, to I, hear how upset she was. Yeah, I think that that was played very very well, wasn't it? That was uh, on Wednesday. You know, the point at which she sort of went, "I love you." It was all very convincing. There was one bit there that did make me laugh. I'm so sorry, but it was when she went, um, "I think you might be the best one, frankly." <laughs> yeah, he is. What, you know, out of the children, out of all of us. And I thought, I was thinking out of the soap opera almost, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, this is, this is, a, this is a, maybe not the time to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Time to out myself as I don't really like Debbie either. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, I'm not sort of anti Debbie, mm. but like, you know, Adam, I'm not a fan. Uh, Kate, Kate actually might be my favorite, but, um, you know, but that's pure entertainment. Like as a person, obviously she's abhorrent, but as, as people pretty much none of them, none of the mm. Aldridges really do it for me apart from, um, Brian and, and Rory. But you wouldn't say that to one of the kids, would you? You wouldn't say you're the best one, surely. No. I found that odd. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, you, you uh, I've said it so many times ago, you're, you're, you know, you're a, a lot more dedicated to kind of like it, it being real. And I think I sort <laughs> of, I, I, I think I just immediately go, oh yeah, of course it's the archers. I think I've got the kind mm. of got that rotating in my head the whole time. That thought. I ought to adopt that a lot more. It might, it might save you. A, it might save you a certain <laughs> amount of stress, but then, but then equally, I think th- that maybe you were protected this week because you have that kind of perhaps sort of more um, emotional involvement in some of the characters. Sometimes, I mean, not all of them. I know that you can be as sort of psychotic as as the next person yeah. when it comes to you know um, Adam or a few other people. Mm. But like you, you like I was saying earlier, you were instantly feeling all that empathy for. for um, for Jenny and I was I was too busy being selfish and pissed off that my kind of you know my my fun week with the Grundies and Jim had been you know <laughs> yet again ruined by another trip to Aliceville. Yeah, I yeah I'm a well-rounded character <laughs> of um, loving things and hating things at the same time. Um, I just think poor Jenny desperately, genuinely does love Rory and has done brilliant things for him and I liked that his responses at the train station were you know you've been like a proper mum and you did make it better that that line you did make it better was the belter for me Uh, I was desperate for him to say something like that I guess because I yeah I mean I've got a lot of steps and halves in my in my family Mm. you know it's 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 complicated isn't it you sort of you know they are your brothers and sisters i was i'm just yearning for him to to, to give jenny a, a a little bit of you know something to hang on to mm. yeah and the beginnings of that were 
episode last week, weren't they, when Jenny and Brian had their post-Cluedo conversation about Rory's coming out? He pretty much said, you know, he, he's the best one of the lot. We did the best job with him as opposed to the others. So I think there was a little bit of that in in Jenny's mind. Also, it was spurred on by the uh, the emotional roller coaster of that situation you know that he's going all right you're going to ireland how long are you going for well until i start uni and that was when she started listing all those plans that she'd oh, had yeah. and you know we're going to take you out to a really fancy restaurant where they serve champagne and i was like i think they serve champagne in weatherspoons jen like don't get <laughs> don't get too carried away yeah, she, she's really fallen hasn't she she's got she's well into her new life i mean before there was probably a, a specific champagne fridge and now it's a kind of like you no know, pale as a Hey, that was that was in her old kitchen, though, wasn't it? I mean, at one point, it's funny that she didn't actually manage to circle back to moaning about her bloody kitchen in all of this mm. as well. You know, but maybe he would have stayed, Brian, if only we had that smeg fridge <laughs> where I where I offered him that biscuit when I first met him in the other kitchen. She did mention the old kitchen. I remember it in the kitchen. I gave him a biscuit. Oh, yes, she bloody did. She, she? did. She, yeah, she's a one. She she can't stop going on about it, but. Also, she she said about um, I was going to take you to the tennis club. What tennis club? I've never heard of this t- tennis club. And a boat on the river. Has anyone done that? Mm, I don't know. The Aldridges in the river, they don't have the best history, do they? I don't <laughs> think it would have been a top idea. Mm. I mean, but if you care that much, I mean, first of all, she gets that surprise. I'm, su- I'm surprised you managed to get a flight to Ireland only yesterday. I was like, well, Ryanair does have four flights out of Birmingham a day going to Dublin. And the other thing is, you're in Am- um, Ambridge. Drive him to the bloody airport. Why is he taking the train to Sullyhull or wherever? Oh. You know, they, they, could, they could have got him there in 40 minutes to Birmingham. Seems very strange. Maybe, maybe it's one of those little trains that you see along the seafront. You know, it's not really a train. It sort of just goes about 200 yards to the airport. Yeah, around the shopping mall and then back. <laughs> oh, hey, Rory. Ireland's actually the name of another village. Turns out, like yeah. two valleys across. Turns out you're not so bright after all. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought of that. So, yeah, we'll help. so he's going to disappear to Ireland and then disappear to uni. So that's it for Rory for a while is he is he got a gig elsewhere do you think I think he's got he's got his three a stars hasn't he he's gonna get you yeah. know it's gonna be uh um, the universe his choice yeah I was gonna say Carrie thinks like you're talking about the actor aren't you like not being in the show yeah I think I think he's gone for a while I reckon we might have Rory down the phone like Amy unfortunately mm. like and I tweeted out this week that Rory's gain will be our loss and I think that's true sorry just actors actors <laughs> uh, oh yeah i don't know if, if you ever yeah, that that's right we don't peter doesn't want to see behind the curtain kerry yeah that was a very that, i mean that when, when susie turned up that was a hell of a shock i still haven't you know, quite recovered from that <laughs> that bloody voice she put on all the way through as well that really <laughs> put me off <laughs> kudos kudos to the two of you for your bitter rant about someone having a girl <laughs> it was um, it was not bitter having guests on the on the on the show. Yeah, that was me. I I couldn't help it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. you're going full. You know, going full um, a Norwegian commentator. And another thing, yeah. and this they 
I, and I did come back to it right at the end as well. So you know, I was ju- I was just as guilty. I was very, I was proud of you both. I, I was you know I, okay. I I was jealous that I was I couldn't be involved in that conversation. <laughs> this week, um, I'm going to mention that someone said that I don't speak loudly enough or have my mouth close enough to the microphone. I, m- I must tell that person. Thank you for that. Honestly, um, but my lips are literally touching the microphone at all times throughout bad this editing. recording. Kerry is kind of the velvet, as we said before, the velvet voice DJ in the fog. She's right up against the microphone. This is is going out to all you fishermen out there. (laughs) Yes, I'm sorry if you do have trouble hearing me, but it might be a blessing, love. And I mean, it says something about Matthew and my um, sort of insecurities that both of us kind of... um, uh, try and extend the reach of the patriarchy by squashing Kerry through using the volume level of volume control. <laughs> yeah, I turn, I just, that's the awkward thing I did admit. I just turned Kerry right down. Yeah, so. <laughs> Ooh, funny buggers. Yeah, so mm. none of us care about the fate necessarily. No. Mm. I did... oh, sorry, but, but, I mean, are we sure that Matthew doesn't? Uh, no. Good point. Am I the... <laughs> Linda organising the books, so someone they've had five copies of Fifty Shades of Grey. Am I right? So that's, I mean, that's two hundred and fifty shades of grey, isn't it? Really, if they do the math. <laughs> um, and she's organising the books into classic detective, contemporary, and I presume now soft wanks as well. Mm. So I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna organise all of this. They've also got this dunk the vicar, and then the the contentious scarecrow thing. Have I missed anything yes, else? Yes, the cow shitting in squares. Oh, yes, yeah. Cow pat roulette. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Oh, and Joy's going to do tarot or fortune telling? No, she was just checking the fortune telling tent, which had oh. been attacked by, was it mice? Mice. Yeah. I'm so disappointed. I thought Joy was going to actually do the tarot or the fortune telling. I mean, tarot. she might do, but they didn't actually specifically say that. This is the death card, which reminds me, there was a baton twirling story about death once. <laughs> that would be, I would actually look forward to listening to Joy having each bloody character coming into her tent and her sort of saying what their future holds. I would listen to that happily. Yeah, talking to Tony. I see you. You're on a train track. There's a big train coming, but you can't move. I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, there's a Geordie woman tugging at you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I would like is if maybe the fortune teller sorry the, the, the fortune teller gets attacked by the mice herself towards just before the fate and Joy has to step in because she stood in for the cowardly Lee when he wouldn't get his uh, mm. his, his action man bits out for the crowd at lower, the, li- the life drawing class at Lower Loxley. True. So why can't she stand in for the fortune teller? Well, maybe she will. Maybe she will. Hey, if there are five lots of Fifty Shades of Grey in such a small amount of, you know, locals, what does that say about life there, considering that is a dreadful, dreadful book? Have you read it, Kerry? No, I've read excerpts of it at the time. I wouldn't go near such a thing. I just, it was... The writing was appalling, quite apart from whether it turns you on or not. 
Isn't it like zany clothing? Like people with no personality mm-hmm. wear zany clothing, like, you know, so flair to try and sort of suggest that they have kind of hidden depths that aren't there. Like if you are terrible at sex and just like have no sort of sexual imagination, then yeah. you need to read erotica. I mean, so this, you know, why? I don't know. Anyway, maybe I'm being yeah. unfair. But Is I just, it like the Simpsons socks of literature? Yes, yes, exactly. It's like you said, you know, you know, you can't. It, it, you, you, you know, you're making love through a hole in the sheet. So you, you know, so you, you have all your 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 hijinks in a rather tedious, well thumbed book that you've got from the free, you know, from the mini library in the old um, telephone box. Mm, I think it's a heinous novel. Yeah, I, I mean, some people have. I haven't read it. I haven't seen the movie. Um, just something it's not remotely interested in, but. It, some people find it quite problematic, don't they? Oh, yeah, 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 because the guy was just basically a bit of a sadist. I've seen, I've seen endless memes with that, the two shots of him saying, like, my tastes are unconventional, and then but the second part of the meme is just always something ridiculous, like Pokemon Go or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> the archers, I, listener. Yeah, the art, that's, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing for the meme this weekend. Yeah. So who are the five owners of the book? Who, who, who mm. are the, I mean, many people might have read it, but who are the five original purchasers then? So we're going with Helen Molly, is, Helen's one. Adam's one. Molly Button. <laughs> Adam. Adam, yeah, definitely. Adam, Helen, oh, do Molly you know, Button. Sad to say, do you think Tracy would read that sort of trash and yes, go, Ooh, even though she's having quite good sex? She's, she she might be the exception to my rule. You know, who, who might read it? Tracy. Tracy. Tracy might. Don't you think Joy might read it? She might have popped it in. <laughs> Not the book, I mean. I don't think Tracy would buy it new. I think Tracy would buy it, you know, on whim because it's on sale sort of post-Christmas. Yeah. Or her mate um, gave it to her. Or something exactly yeah. surely adam would read 50 shades of hay <laughs> there we go there's the there's the matthew i know and love the... <laughs> yeah <laughs> susan would read it i bet you do, no do you not think she'd be a bit too prudish and also she's got a corking she's got a cracking sex life her and neil well she no, used to not. her yeah, and neil used yeah. to go at hammers and tongs. Yeah, they're probably all five of those copies are susan's <laughs> she'll probably come back from <laughs> I'm not getting any at home, so I just thought I'd get a, mm. get this copy back for a while. Would Shula read Fifty Shades of Grey? Mm. Well, what, what, we're learning a lot about her, aren't we? Is it Fifty Shades of Beige in brackets cardigan? <laughs> See, I'll be kinder, Kerry, and I'll laugh at your joke, even though you didn't laugh at my Adam one. <laughs> Sorry, darling. <laughs> no, it's all right. I know it was shit. It didn't deserve it. It was really, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was worse. It could have been Fifty Bales of Hay. <laughs> it's, I'm just sorry. I'm still stuck on it. I just like suddenly, I've been sort of paralysed with the thought of sort of Shula and her sex life and what she might like, what she might be in liking. But is there any chance at all that Shula's actually amazing between the sheets? And I have to say, no. Um, no. Well, she was considered to be something of a babe, though, wasn't she? Doesn't mean her... anything, does it? No, it that doesn't. doesn't mean, that means absolutely nothing. True. But I do. I think you're you're, you're touching on something that's quite correct. There, Kerry, is that. I I always forget that I think she is meant to be seen even, you know, as she's got slightly older to be an attractive female character in the archers. And I don't see her like that in any way at mm. all. I find her this kind of pottering, bumbling um, pain in the arse, basically, who seems to be slightly self-important. I had a conversation with slightly. somebody else this week. Oh, I had this conversation with another listener this week mm. and they said, what have you got against Shula? 
And I listed all of those things and she went, no, she's just, she's a good egg, basically. Oh. She's not interesting, but she's kind of harmless. And I was like, no, yeah. she makes everything about herself as far as I can see. She, 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 she is the physical manifestation of the phrase, the banality of evil. Um, yeah. She is, you know, all it takes for all it takes for evil to triumph is people like Shula just to carry on with their sort of blinkered lives. Sorry. Mm. I mean, you know, yeah, all, all ill in the world is Shula's fault. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> anything else, Peter? I, I don't, I mean, all, you know, all joking apart, I mean, I don't really dislike Shula that much. I just, I mean, as I've said, I've said many, many times in real life, she's exactly who you'd want living next to you or down the street. She'd, you know, oh, she'd sort, God, sort you out for a cup of sugar and all that sort of stuff. It's just, in my silly little show that I listen to, that I, you know, the, the 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 one the one the hour and a bit of entertainment I have a week, I just don't have space in my heart for Shula, uh, and so I resent her in a sort of very childish and sort of disproportionately large way. But and it's just, you know, I just you know, so when someone when someone confronts me with their logic and it's like, oh, why do you dislike Shula so much? It's like, well, why do you treat archers like it's the archers like it's real life? Why do you why do you waste an hour and a half of your life pretending these people are real? It's a pantomime. It's silly, and so my reactions can be pantomime and silly as well. Yeah, and let let's not forget she's training to be a a vicar, the ordination thing, and is lusting after a married bloke. Even Christians. Even Christians sometimes are a bit suspicious of vicars. There's something weird about wanting to be a vicar. Yeah. Is it the same as being a politician, that sort of thing, where it's like, yeah, oh, exactly. your ego's a bit weird? I mean, I've I've known some nice vicars in my time, and I can, you know, and I've known some nice people who want to be vicars, but I think there is, there is something, mm. it's a bit like being a policeman, wanting to do something which in a large part involves putting your nose into other people's business. Mm requires a certain amount of it's 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 a it's a desire for power is weird i think to to those of us who are quite happy just you know struggling getting on with our own lives whereas others would say that those very professions we've just listed are all about helping others <laughs> wouldn't they well when i was when i was having a very happy wee through a sign on, uh, on the curzon cinema in um in central london and you know i didn't feel very helped by that policeman he did nothing to help. He was very ruined the whole thing for me. Thank you very much, Kerry. <laughs> mm. Yeah, she's a funny one, isn't she? She wasn't even in this week. I don't know why we're talking about her. I, I did enjoy the whole Alan already having the inside track on Linda thinking that she was the celebrity and he just mm. tiptoed around it, the whole thing. Well, don't you think your A-lister would be upset? Yeah. If we asked this other person to come in, because um, Lillian had a word. What was it she said? She wouldn't want her to to, to go down like a leaky lila. Oh, yeah, on a, <laughs> on a Sunday. Why on yeah, a Sunday? which I thought was a bit strange that she used that, because if you remember, one of the things she did to help out was Lillian took round a load of boner pills to help Robert, wasn't it? So maybe she oh, was kind yeah. of thinking that, re cause that really upset Linda, didn't it? yeah and well I, that was her trying to help and it mm. didn't help in the slightest what i didn't understand about the alan knowing that linda is you know the mbe superstar and then sort of him going actually this acquaintance of usha is very interesting was that there was only alan and linda talking to each other but but they kept saying you know who and not revealing the name of it when there's only them two talking. Are we suspecting it's someone in legal circles? 
Yeah, but why weren't they just saying who it was between the two of them? I... Because they don't want us to bloody know. That's why. No, but that's just that wouldn't f-ing happen, though, would it? There was no one else there. No, and we've tried to keep guests that are coming on the show under wraps, and then Peter just shoots his bolt, and goes, "Oh, by the way, next week we're having." Have I done that? No, you haven't. But behind closed doors, you've been like, I "Can't keep it in any longer. We're gonna have to say something." So we always let it out. So I think it's quite ridiculous, yeah, that they would behind closed doors they wouldn't name it exactly but doing it for our benefit, aren't they? Yeah, but no, Peter, you're you're not guilty. I know, but I just kidding. If that's a script between two people who are on their own. That wouldn't have been what they would say. No, I guess not. But it's like those movies where you have a twist, isn't it? And then therefore you're never able to see those characters directly divulge what the twist or who the twist is going to be. Yeah, that's fine. Editing is different, isn't it? You know. I mean, did did any of you think that Bruce Willis wasn't dead within the first five minutes of The Sixth Sense? I sussed it out. Hello, I'm very gullible. I I didn't work it out till right (laughs) at the end. I just kept reading about they have a twist that has made audiences in in America rush straight back in the cinema to watch the first thing in the movie. And I was like watching it. I was like, right, he gets shot by a house intruder in the first two Mm -hmm. minutes. And then for the whole remainder of the movie, no one directly looks or speaks at him apart from this one kid. I was like, he's dead. The same people (laughs) who were surprised by that read Fifty Shades of Grey and think it's good, don't they? Is Fifty Shades of Grey the erotica equivalent of... Dan Brown's... Uh, Exa- thank you, Kerry, because I'd, for- yeah. I'd forgotten the name of the book. Da Vinci Code, yep. Yes, because Lee Lee is claimed to be a big... He's got one book and it's the Da Vinci Code, isn't it? We've had that from the, yeah. from the, from the actor's mouth. So maybe... I don't know. That's why I thought Helen was a, was a real shoe-in for Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yeah. I could be right. Sorry, I mean, if we're offending anyone who's read Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> I mean, if you've if you've rubbed one out to that piece of trash, do, fair play. Do email us. <laughs> it would be very ironic if you can wade through a sort of a, a great big slab of S and M role playing and then suddenly be offended by three middle aged goobers <laughs> <laughs> on an Archer's podcast. I yeah. mean, that's a that's a strange. One, yeah, one mm. star. I used to enjoy this irreverent <laughs> podcast, but since they slagged off my favorite book, mu- yeah. yeah. <laughs> flicking one off to Fifty Shades of Grey, I can no longer be bothered to listen to them. Big Marbles fan, that's what um, Matthew was referring to there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, or Conkers. But I, you know, but I, you know, I, yeah, it's it's irritating when it's irritating when you see, can see the script writing, isn't it? I mean, that's the that's the point, isn't it, Kerry? Mm. With the with the with the whole, it's just like, come on, guys. You, I'd almost rather the script writer just sort of broke the fourth wall and went, "Hello, it's me. Mm-hmm. Look, it's very late on a Thursday night. I've got to hand this in tomorrow morning. I'm, um, you know, I've come home from the pub. I'm drunk. So yeah, it's going down like this. <laughs> anyway, on with the show. But, but I think we it's go on, Kerry. It so. kind of stood out because I thought the rest of the week. Um, episodes were really well written I thought Jenny was really well written Brian, Alice you know some of the stuff that Alice was saying incredible Um, Rory wonderful the fate stuff drifted by me a bit because I'm not that interested but um, generally speaking I thought it was really well written this week so that just made me go what? (laughs) And she, and she, Kerry, I, I, you just made me think. I said some nice things about um, Brian, how moving it was to hear. Mm. And Brian was obviously very affected. Mm. Do you, uh, you know, because given that you're the person who feel, I feel this sort of had got the most out of this week. Do you, do you, did you feel that way about Brian? Did you sort of 
because I would have thought you would have, he really shone this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tweeted about it um, or him. And, you know, I, I basically think, I think I said something like um, all the words that he's saying are, are absolutely correct, aren't they? I, well, I felt they were. What he was saying to her chimed with what we were probably all thinking. Yeah. And, but what about the sort of the stuff today where he was sort of, he was very, he felt he sounded very low. He sounded very kind of cowed and sort of, he lacked Brian's kind of normal bounce and energy, I felt. Can you remind me about what that was? Because on a th- the Thursday one, when I'm doing the tweet along and then have to jump into this, I don't take in as much. What, oh, what, what, okay. what, you, what was he? You might enjoy, you might enjoy the readers. Matthew, you, yeah. you, do, you, do you have a, you, you listened to it most recently. What, what would, how would you describe it? He sounded a, a, like he'd, it had really taken its toll on him, this whole thing during the week, hadn't it? Because we found out, first of all, that when he had it out with Alice, he he seemed to have known what Alice had said about Rory, but he Jenny had obviously spared him his blushes oh, yeah. about what she'd said to him. Mm. And then tonight, it was just, it seemed to be him trying to work, but his heart wasn't in it and trying to be at home and he was preoccupied with that. There was that thing about... You know, Jenny was like, oh, I'll take Alice up breakfast. And he was like, it's 2.30. How much of a session did Mm -hmm. she have last night? And there was just that moment where he didn't take, he felt he didn't take the coming out that well. Uh, Yeah. And he said, I I didn't put the marching, put put out the flags in the marching band. And I suddenly had like Brian just inappropriately (laughs) thinking he was doing the right thing and like organizing an entire pride festival. (laughs) on the village green for Rory coming out as bisexual and just making a complete hash of it. So there was that. Because first of all, I thought, what, the news he's going to Ireland? (laughs) And then it was like, oh, yeah, that week, because it was was like not a big deal at all, was it? Um, So he blamed himself a bit for that. You've just reminded me as well of something that Jenny said to him, which was, yeah, I can remember him being weary now because Jennifer said, Maybe what we've got to do is just let Alice sort of combust, basically, wasn't it? Just let her go and just self-destruct. And uh, I can remember Brian sort of going, what, really? And she was like, well, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're trying, aren't we? Everything, it's not working. Maybe that's the route that has to happen. Yeah, and and, and obviously, Kerry, you're the... You're the one with the adult children. I, I, I sort of one of the things I maybe maybe only just thought about is it should you know that could have been a, Rory leaving home under normal normal circumstances mm. without anything else going on. That could be enough to completely absorb a parent mm. um, going off to university, moving through to another chapter of their life. I mean, surely that's enough to just. So I hadn't really thought about. I hadn't really shown enough empathy, but like, yeah, just you know, to his, this and also this week when they're supposed to be glorying in their son's achievements, yeah. they're still so wildly distracted by Alice. Yeah, um, that was very very poignant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. There were some people worrying about Brian really that he how upset, and I thought some of his, like you said, Kerry, some of the things he threw back in Alice's face, completely justified mm. and delivered like a boss as well. Yeah. But by tonight, I felt it, he felt like he was really struggling with it all. Mm. Oh, you'd be, you'd be absolutely crushed having to say it though, wouldn't you? I mean, it would just be <laughs> awful to have, have to, I mean, yeah. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny literally slapped her and then Brian did it, you know, 
uh, with words. Mm-hmm. So both of them, both of them have had to deal with that guilt, no matter how earned it was to to have to strike, have to lash out at your child like yeah. that. Must be, must be awful. There was a point where Jenny said to Rory, I can remember her saying something like, "Well, of course, your father was totally useless." Um, that was to do with her saying. I had to speak to someone about the Siobhan CD. Uh, of course, your father was absolutely useless. And I thought, oh, God, that's sad, isn't it? I did I did wonder why he, why she didn't just say, look, Rory, the, you know, these two things can coexist at the same time. I can 100% appreciate Siobhan as a mother mm. and I can 100% appreciate your love for her. And I can be 100% grateful for her gift of you to my life. But also, at the same time, not be the biggest fan mm-hmm. of the fact that she made the beast with two backs of my husband for a year and a half yeah yeah exactly and there was i think it was just a little um little look back because brian handled it handled it terribly didn't he the cd he threw a complete wobbler Mm. and it was jenny that had to take him out of the equation yeah sit down and listen it because he was almost like she's causing disruption in this family from beyond the grave i was like brian (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) You know, he just completely lost it. I think maybe it really threw him as well. Yeah, he was Didn't not I mean, expecting I, that CD from no, the grave. I thought it would have been great. I really thought it would have been great if Rory would just put the CD in. It was like some early 90s happy hardcore bangers that she thought he would like. <laughs> but unfortunately, it was just like this long, lovely message from his mother. But yeah, I think it was a bit of a callback to just how crap um, and as hopeless, I think it was, or useless as Jenny said, yeah. that he handled it. So poor Jenny, she... As I said earlier, she's been through the ringer with all of this and it's come out rather well, I think, this week. Yeah. Then that's a kind of a, a maybe a neat summation of our experience as well, mm. Kerry. Um, you know, dealing with. I certainly, I went through the ringer this. this uh, what, personally this or just with the show? <laughs> <laughs> this last 50 minutes, to be honest. Oh, thanks. <laughs> No, I'm joking. It was a hard, it was, is we keep saying this, don't we? But it was a, it's tough. They're giving us tough work, I think, with these episodes because they're, they are either very heavy. I mean, maybe this is the way the script writing is going, but who knows? On yeah. a lighter note, why was Fallon making a scarecrow that's called Vincent from, was it Vincent from Pulp Fiction? Oh. Yeah, Vincent Vega. I mean, yeah. what? Just nonsense. And that's Robert's, one of Robert's favourite movies, apparently. Oh, I missed that bit. Yeah, Linda Linda said that's one of Robert's favourite flicks. All parts of my life, I'm never getting back. That whole that whole scarecrow, <laughs> that whole nonsense. Mm-hmm. I find that hard to believe that Robert likes Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I reckon she's got her wires crossed there. <laughs> yeah, what what can it be instead? Do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mulch fiction with Alan Titchmarsh or something. <laughs> kind of like a guide to um, you know, firm composting or something. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um so do you do you um i mean i'm i'm running out of i'm running out of things to say about this week i'm sort of uh, i I feel like it's it would be unfair to inflict more of my whining on the world have you guys got any 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 extra thoughts to see us out no i haven't really no i think that's that's everything pretty much covered isn't it yeah i i mean i it's great to be back on the pod with my two dear friends um, and I, I am looking forward to it. And I, I know I have whined a bit today, but I do, you know, I do love the arches. It's more, it's good. I mean, maybe I feel like Brian. I feel let down and disappointed by my, 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 you know, my, by my loved one, by, by Ambridge. 
And so maybe that's why I'm so sort of laid low. So sorry, maybe, maybe hopefully they'll give us something a bit more sort of buoyant for next week. Although Kerry, you sounded very, very fine with the whole thing. So that's, maybe that's, you're a good, you've leavened the whole thing. If I can eradicate the fate, that's fine. (laughs) Yes. So I'm getting, so I'm, um, I'm um, cosmic ordering the whole Alice plot away. You're getting rid of the fate. There's not going to be much left, is there? (laughs) It'll just be Matthew and Fallon left. I'm up for that. <laughs> oh, I bet you would be. Yes. Oh yeah, that's the naughty yeah. boy. Yeah, if if you could um if you could uh, do a oh god what's the what's his name? Well, who's that Norwegian singer? Take on me. Um, uh, Morten Harkett. Yeah, I was going to say if you could Morten Harkett your way into the into Ambridge and and run around being chased, you know, with um Fallon. That's a very laboured comparison. Sorry. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Yeah, do you know I'm as a punishment to myself, I'm not going to edit that out. Good. I'm going to leave that dross in. Yeah. So that, you know, um that uh, you know, just to just to remind myself about how boring I can be. Um so if people want to email in to tell me how dull I am, <laughs> they can do it at hello at the cider shed um um hello at the, no, hello at the cider shed.com. Um Twitter Kerry, what's what's that what's the Twitter handle? It is. Before I say what it is, weren't dross a band mentioned in the Archers. You said Dross then, and it made me think that I'm sure there was a band. In that, was, that, was a gr- that was a grunge band that Fallon, <laughs> Ed, and I think Jazza was Jazza, oh, maybe Jazza in the band. I don't know. Jazza or Jazza I think Jazza, or I think Jazza was in it for like five minutes and then dropped out because he had something better to do. <laughs> Ketamine. Yeah. yeah, or cleaning his oven or something, anything. Uh, yeah, sorry, Twitter. Yes, it at the Cider Shed Pod is where you'll find us on Twitter. It's a right laugh on there. Come along and join in. And on Facebook, we're at the Cider Shed Podcast. And on Instagram, we are the Cider Shed Pod, just like we are on um, Twitter. Thank you very much for listening, as always. Um, it's really lovely to be back, as I just said. Um, thank you so much, guys, for letting me have my little holiday. It was. Um, very enjoyable and uh yeah um i'll see you i'll see you next week i'm off next week i oh. i'm on a holiday I've got so, hell. so good luck boys with each other oh my god <laughs> yeah i mean matthew matthew knows matthew knows because he's done an edit now but the kings of talking over each other are going to be going <laughs> toe to toe for <laughs> 50 minutes solid good luck audience <laughs> Oh, well, it'll be interesting to see the 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 calamitous crash in audience numbers Don't for, be uh, for next week. No, me me and Peter have got some very interesting things, some new features for the show oh, lined thanks. up next week. <laughs> so, so yeah, if you want to call in, okay, Kerry, you can call in. I don't mean the listeners. We're not going to do that. Okay, yeah, I might call in from my hotel. Yeah, so that'll be it. Me and Matthew, look forward to that. Yep, I'm looking forward to. It. See you in two weeks. <laughs> Hang on.